in three, two, <laughs> there is somebody outside my window. Downstairs. Uh, are you going to say anything? I am. I said downstairs. I was waiting for you to count down because you haven't said one. In three, <laughs> two. I know. <laughs> Tell me how the world will change for me. How was your night? We watched Tick Tick Boom. I watched it for the fourth time. Yeah. Lux cried. I had some feelings. It was good though. I liked it. I'm glad I watched it. No, it's a good. Movie. Whoever casted Andrew Garfield, though, as a role that required a lot of crying, like, did not care about the human spirit. Because no. seeing Andrew Garfield cry gave my, like, made, gave me a full body I reaction. I aged 30 years. No, yeah. Like, I <laughs> hated seeing him upset. <laughs> I was like, I know that's the movie, and, like, this is character development or whatever. But, like, Yeah. He's good at playing emotion, too. I, I was talking about that the other day because, and a lot of people are posting it on TikTok, when he was Spider-Man, this, the lenses on the suit didn't move. Yeah. He didn't need that to, like, be expressive. Yeah. He's very good at portraying emotion, even just through his movements. Which He's, like, just a crazy good actor. And he's so pretty. Yes. Uh, yes. The fact that he kissed Ryan Reynolds, though. Every time I see that. Every time I see him, I think about that. It will restore world peace. It was also just Spidey Pool. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Was like, damn. <laughs> Y'all really just made every shipper's dream come yeah, true. Yeah, Tumblr going crazy. Literally. <laughs> loved it. Wow. What else happened last night? We ate quesadillas and watched New Girl. Yeah, quesadillas were very good. New Girl was also very good. I, I started Emily and Adam, like, literally in season four. Uh, yeah, just plopped us in. But y'all are... No, it's fun. I'm yeah. enjoying it. I was about to say, it's one of those shows that you can just kind of pick up. Yeah, it's more episodic. Like, stuff happens yeah. and that is carried over, but you can watch an episode and not have to have the whole backstory to right. still enjoy it. It's very good. What else has happened? We woke up late today. So late. I'm so nervous about school starting. Oh, yeah, y'all haven't started yet. No, we start Wednesday. So, Ooh, like, I started last Wednesday. So, I have to go get, like, my parking pass and my textbook. And I have definitely bought that off. So, like, I have to go do all that still. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous because this is the first semester I'm ever going to be working a full-time job. Like, and 40 hours a week plus my school so i'm a little concerned are y'all going back like more online we don't know yet oh wow no yeah we're doing they put like half the school's classes are back as an online class at least for till the end of january and they're going to reevaluate at the end what i'm figuring is that i'm going to be sitting down on the first day of class and they're gonna it's going to be a hybrid situation for yeah. at least two of my classes a lot of my classes were like already like this will probably be a hybrid and some more were yeah, we're just going to go fully online for the first two weeks and see where that brings us. Right. And then all my labs are in person so far, which is 
pretty good because that's how labs work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't had to do a fully online lab mm-hmm. because they have to completely change the curriculum when it's online because you can't mix chemicals in your room. Yes, you can. But it's like stuff you can't get access to. <laughs> so get access to <laughs> it. They just... You have they start with- mailing you chemicals. Yeah, they're just like... See, see what happens when you put these two things together and it explodes and you just have to hope it doesn't release toxic fumes and kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Have your family sue the school. There we go. Profit. Profit. But I don't know. I'm nervous, but this is also my first semester where I'm taking 15 hours because I'm going to be a super senior. Yeah. So my last semesters are very light for That's me. That's good. Yeah. So my last two are going to be 12 each. Whoa. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. Because I've been taking 18 or 21-hour semesters for my entire college career. So now I get to take normal person semesters. <laughs> and then I'm also just working full-time. Yeah. I've I've taken 18, I think, every semester. Yeah. It just feels like more of a normal schedule to me. Yeah. I like having stuff to do yeah. kind of thing. Because it keeps you in a more productive pace. Mm-hmm. Because once I finish all my schoolwork, I'm like, like we said a second ago, just manic at the end of it. Because <laughs> yeah. I've had to, like, trick myself into a manic episode. Yeah. Um, And so then I get other shit done, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I got my whole, um, because y'all know I use Notion. Mm-hmm. I got my Notion set up for school the other day. That's fun. No, it's so nice. Yeah, like, I left my iPad charger here, so I'm a little bit behind on my organization because yeah. I do all my notebooks in good notes oh, and like put notes. all my syllabuses in, so I haven't done any of that. Yeah. But uh, we have off tomorrow nice. for Martin Luther King. Yeah. And so I will be doing that that day, just generally getting situated because I still am not done unpacking because I had to move back. And now you're going to be packing up again to go home (laughs) at the end of this. Yeah. A lot of moving for my college experience. Which sucks, but free living is pretty fire, though. No, I was going to say, no rent. (laughs) The housing plan. Nice. Wish I did not have to pay rent. What else has happened? What else has happened? Let's not talk about boring shit. It's called morbid and mundane. I know, but we're talking about rent. We're checking boxes. We're talking about school and rent. We have a brand to keep up. (laughs) I hate you, but you're right. (laughs) I hate you, but you're right. What's something else? What's something, yeah, what is something more fun? We, uh, the quesadillas last night tasted exactly (laughs) like Taco Bell, and that was crazy to me. That was because we used the Taco Bell sauce. Oh. I thought y'all just figured out the secret formula. Yeah, it's cheese and Taco Bell sauce. Adam's at McDonald's for us right now. Ooh, yes. That's exciting. Yes, it's like having our own DoorDash driver. Yeah, and it's just Adam in my car. It's Adam in my car. I think I'm going to get, um when I get, ooh, I know it's still about school, but we're getting, did y'all get more emergency money? We are going to. We are and also going to. That's exciting. I'm using it to get mic arms. Oh, that's I'm so I'm going to get the microphone arms finally. And I'm going to pay off my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I've I've decided that I'm going to give myself a little bit of money to spend. Yeah. So that I don't go crazy. It's always good to treat yourself. Well, it's not I feel like it's not even treating yourself. It's like if you tell yourself no, I cannot spend anything, then you're gonna crash one day and spend everything. 
Whereas, yeah. like, if you put some money into no, your savings, yeah. it's always nice to like give yourself like two hundred or three hundred dollars and say, "This is what I get to spend. Like, this is my free money. It's like I'm gonna keep it in my checking account as my cushion." Mm-hmm. and like i get to order stuff if, off of amazon or like yeah if you want starbucks one morning and yeah. this morning you wouldn't normally get it well we reload our star that's the mcdonald's man the mic did pick that up that's funny <laughs> that is funny the door slam hello y'all a lot has happened we paused to eat and it's been an hour and a half later. Yeah. <laughs> we paused to eat McDonald's and it has been two hours. It took a long time. It was a big, big Mac. We didn't get distracted at all. Why would we? What? Me? I have distracted? a fun thing to talk about today. Me I am too. excited to talk. I think we have enough chit chat. Should we just start? Oh, yeah, we definitely have. Well, some of that was us just eating into the mic and realizing we have to cut it out. But I do think we have yeah, eight minutes right. I was of like. Say. We're at actual chit chat okay um mine today is a lot oh no it's not a lot but it's something um oh yeah you kept saying stuff about it yesterday it's something um you're not gonna guess it but i'm gonna gaslight you into trying i don't think that's how that word is used but <laughs> i use go. gaslight <laughs> like it's a comma like, yeah <laughs> Just, I just added into sentences now. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, your way to the top. Gaslight, 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 your way to the top. <laughs> gaslight, manipulate, mansplain. Um, what? Oh, they're talking about FNAF in the Discord, as they should be. So, today my category is other, right? Mm-hmm. I struggled to find an other. Fun. I struggled so hard um originally i was gonna do i i told emily but i'll tell the podcast that i was gonna do a conspiracy theory i searched conspiracy theory on google it did not even click a link i just hit x it's like <laughs> i cannot emotionally take this i was like i don't know how emily does this every week i saw like the moon landing is fake and like got so intimidated i was like i don't i don't have the capabilities <laughs> x X'd out then i was like i could do a cryptid i did the loch ness monster it's like no i it's like, it's like explaining algebra to a mathematician. Like, I would do it poorly. <laughs> Your hyperfixation when we were children was cryptids. Just a little while. So I was like, I what? did hunt them in the front yard for a while. For a while? Years. <laughs> yes. Years of your life that you're never going to get back. <laughs> I videotaped some of the exploration. You found Bigfoot, bitch. <laughs> gaslight gaslight i think i found like the neighbor's dog's poop in the front yard and it was like he's here bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) this is on video too you can hear me go it's cryptid poop like our some crazy thing like that i did hunt cryptids you gaslight yourself (laughs) (laughs) okay so then then i was like okay i'll do i'll do something fun i'll do dear david which i'm now learning that you don't know about yeah I think I'll still do it, but just for the sake of, like, an explanation, it was a an ARG on Twitter where a guy documented a haunting. Oh. So it starts with, like, I had a dream one night and there was a boy with a dent in his head sitting at the foot of my bed and I woke up screaming. And the next day, I, or a week later, I had a dream about a little girl who said, you've seen him, haven't you? And I said, what? She said, you've seen him, dear David. 
and it's that's the story is you get to ask david two questions if you say dear david but if you ask him a third he'll come to kill you and he accidentally asks david three questions in his dream so now he's being like haunted and he documents it with like pictures and stuff it's super cool and it's super thorough it's also just really long mm-hmm. um it happens over the course of eight or nine months um but it's really thorough and for a long time a lot of people genuinely believed it was real because of just how well documented it was Ooh. um because he has pictures and he it gets interesting over time because he, he he buys like a nanny cam for his house um and things fall over and shit happens and he uses like a a voice thing at night to track like sleep talking and he catches a bunch of stuff like it's just believable enough that's cool yeah um so i was gonna cover that and then i realized that i was running out of time yeah my turnaround was very quick this time around because i said i mean unless y'all want to come this weekend I did not expect you to say, oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> Fully expected you to be like, no, nah, that's probably that's probably not right. Like, we probably can't do that. It's too short of a turnaround. <laughs> so. And now we're here. And now we're here. Um, so I did something a little, a little different. Okay. I don't know how to give you a hint. Genuinely, I'm procrastinating. It's not like I'll guess it. No, yeah. <laughs> you might. Say the name, and if I would have, I'll cry. So, um, the last witch, Helen Duncan. Mm-mm. Okay, I decided to do this because, like, it it was just weird enough that it fits into the podcast, but it's not a ghost story. Okay, so I figured I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this woman is also called the wartime witch, um, or the last witch in Scotland. She's the last woman who was ever tried under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. Cool. But it happened during World War II. Oh. Yeah. They used, like, a 200-year-old law to arrest her and try her for witchcraft. Huh. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't it? I'm very interested. Okay. So, her full name is... And we're back. <laughs> I had to move the mic. Her full name is Victoria Helen McFarlane. Um, she's born in some nonsense names because this is England. And oh, it's yeah, like Colander, maybe Perthshire. Yeah, that's Lord of the Rings name. That's <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Um, <laughs> on November twenty fifth, eighteen ninety seven, she's a Sagittarius. Ooh, yeah, we don't like them. Um. <laughs> So, she was the daughter of a slate mason. She was also number four of eight children. So, she was known as, like, one of the guys. The original pick-me girl. Oh. Um, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> she had a temper. That's, she developed the nickname Hellish Nell when she was a kid. Because, allegedly, it was pure evil. Like, she was just not, <laughs> like, a good kid. Um, and... Early on, she was showing signs of, like, psychic abilities. Fun. Yeah, so she... <laughs> Disclaimer now. There is a lot of controversy on whether or not she is truly a psychic. As typical. 
Mm-hmm. Some people believe she's just like a fraud, mega fraud, if you will. Um, there is still a campaign going on to get, like, what's what's it called? To get a sentence revoked after they're dead. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking You know about. what I'm talking about. Like, there's a, to overturn it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, a lot of people believe that she was a legitimate psychic medium, whatever you want to call her. And other people think she was just a phony. Um, but. It's pretty standard for that line of work. Right. When she went to school, she allegedly freaked out a lot of her classmates with prophecies and things. Like, she was notorious for predicting things that were going to happen. Um, I saw one source that said she would be able to learn a lesson before it was taught. Like, which just sounds convenient. Um. Yeah. I want that. Right. She was also described as, like, hysterical behavior was the other descriptor. I need to move this. I need to move this. <laughs> I, this, can't, this can't be what we... This can't be the end. Hello? Um, if my voice sounds different, it's because it is. So she scared a lot of people for funsies because that's what Hellish Nell did. She saw spirits, allegedly. Knew things before they'd happen. Um, both of her parents also allegedly had relatives that had these gifts. Oh. So it wasn't a surprise. And it's like the, the trope of like it, it skips a generation kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Funny. Um, for example, one day um, she told her doctor, don't go to that party that you want to go to tonight. Ayo. And he said, you're a child. And then he went and he died in a car accident. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. And apparently that story spread because, like, that that gave her, like, a reputation for predicting disaster. Um, and she leaves home at 16. So in some accounts, it's because of her gift. And in other accounts, it's because she was pregnant. God only knows what hellish Nell was up to in the Dirty Dell. <laughs> She finishes school. She goes to work at the Dundee Royal Infirmary. In 1916, she marries Henry Duncan. He's a cabinet maker. How fun. And a wounded war veteran. Okay. Um, he apparently... This, this one was kind of cute. So he's very supportive of Helen's talents, is what we'll call them. Um, Love a supportive man. In some... Right. <laughs> no, the original himbo. Um... <laughs> every time adam laughs at my jokes i feel like i've made it like (laughs) if you laugh at everything if i can get adam to like breathe a little harder out of his nose i'm like yeah that's staying in the final cut (laughs) (laughs) because it's so hard to make him laugh um allegedly in some accounts he also had gifts of some capacity no real details on what they were but I saw a story that when he was fighting in World War I in the trenches, he had a vil- vision of Helen. And allegedly, when he met her, he said, ah, like, you're finally here. Like, they knew oh. each- like he knew her before he met her kind of thing. That's cool. Um, and they did get married and have six children. So he was, he was cute. <laughs> um. She worked part-time in a bleach factory. 
which just i know that bleach has to be produced but <laughs> seeing those words together like i was like that sounds like it sounds like hell like that's um but apparently like the cabinets in the bleach were not enough for six children so they were struggling to provide for their family um one night while she's working she has a vision of the future and it's henry in danger so she what kind of danger no description (laughs) she just leaves work and comes home to find he's having a heart attack (gasps) oh that's the danger yeah um, he, he survives and everything, but this is when Henry suggests trying to monetize her powers a little bit, because obviously they are useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and- Saved his life. Right, they saved his life. So he's encouraging her, because he, he fully believes that she is gifted, um, and he's kind of like, well, Who else why not? You help? Yeah. Right. So, the concept that they come up with is seances. And she becomes one of those mediums who, like, lets the dead speak through her. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so she starts practicing trances for, like, she doesn't open it to the public yet. She's just practicing to see if she can. And a spirit comes forth named Dr. Williams and speaks to Henry. Because Henry's there with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, he says... Dr. Williams says that he knows that Helen will be very successful and that he will be sure to take care of Helen throughout the whole process. This is a ghost. <laughs> um, he also tells Henry that to keep Helen safe, he should always have a Bible on hand and he needs to build a cabinet for her. And I you can do that. At, right. At <laughs> first, I was like, I didn't get that. Um. But apparently that was a thing at the time that there was other, I don't want to say sideshow attractions, but that kind of was what it became, like traveling spiritualists. And, you know, a lot of them were tricks Mm -hmm. that involved cabinets and trap doors and manipulating what you're seeing. And the, the, like, the cabinets of curiosities. Yes. So... To be told that that's what she's supposed to build kind of makes sense for the time period. Yeah. Like, now you wouldn't, a medium doesn't need a cabinet. But in that time, it was kind of just, like, the, that's how the you expectation. presented things. Yeah. Um, so he built one for her. And it sort of becomes, like, a portal um, to make Helen's summoning stronger. Ooh. I also have pictures of it, but I have to explain some other things. I can show you the pictures. You need to be debriefed. Oh, <laughs> it's fucked up. It's so weird looking. Um, so the other thing that happens is Helen becomes notorious for summoning ectoplasm during her seances. And this, the point was that the, very similar to how we talk about like energy and things now, mm-hmm. the ectoplasm was like part of her life force that the ghost could then use to physically manifest. Oh. How do you know if you have ectoplasm in you? Can they see that when they draw blood? <laughs> Can they see the ghost? Um, so, in 1926, she goes from clairvoyant to, like, full-fledged medium. Ooh. Um, so she becomes a 
a traveling medium specifically she becomes one of the ones that are famous at this time moving the mic a little bit do 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 if you hear it no you don't it was just balanced precariously okay so 1920s to 1930s she'd travel around britain and hold seances that people could pay to attend and it's kind of fucked up because it was deeply effective because of all the people who died during world war one so family members would flock towards her like hoping for like the final goodbye from little johnny who was shot in the chest like oh like it like that kind of vibe yeah though. and that's what she advertised was that she could manifest the recently deceased is what she claimed and the the ectoplasm was a thing like that was her not calling card exactly but she became known for like nope th- there's shit coming out of her body bro <laughs> <laughs> um so helen would offer these families the opportunity to reunite the gag was that during her seances people could do more than just converse they could see the dead and touch them whoa yeah she was raising zombies something like that (laughs) according to helen the ectoplasm produced from her mouth and nose would then transform into physical spirits the first spirit to ever manifest this way is a man named albert he becomes one of her spirit guides um he is scottish and allegedly is a drowning victim um so he's a big one and then there's also a little girl named peggy who would manifest a lot of the time she'd run around the room and sing and stuff but these were her spirit guides and they sort of became like the mcs of her i also stole that description from and that's why we drink so full credit but it's a very good way to say it they became the mc for her seance they'd kind of give you the debriefing of like what you could expect from the evening and announce ghosts before they came and shit so one man his name is vincent woodcock um allegedly attended (laughs) did you laugh because i said cock (laughs) he laughed because i said cock (laughs) Um, he attended 19 seances over the course of of three years, and his dead wife appeared to him several times. Um, he also confirmed, he's one of the the confirmations of the spirits coming from the ectoplasm. Once, he goes with his sister-in-law, um, and according to him, his story is that his late wife... (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo! Um... His late wife appeared to him, took the ring off of his finger, clasped it into their intertwined hands, and, like, I, oh, I didn't write the line down, but said, like, I want my little girl to be happy. And so Vincent marries the sister-in-law, like, 12 months later. Whoa. Per the instructions of a ghost. Um. Nice. Helen, (laughs) Helen becomes a very popular medium and is even invited to perform seances with the scottish spiritualist society she would start these seances by getting naked oh she well this was to let people see that she wasn't hiding anything on her physical person 
and then she would redress in all black, sit in her cabinet, and go into a trance. Um, and then Albert, Peggy, or both would take over from that point and kind of walk the audience through the seance. Very interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I started watching the um, Penny Dreadful show. Oh, is it good? It was cool so far. My parents were watching it, and I just sort of, like, sat down and watched an episode with them. But uh, I forget her name, but she would do seances like that where she was taken over mm-hmm. by the and the ghost would talk through yeah her it's kind of like a trope too where it's and like she would dress in all black and, and like give a debriefing and then start it and then yeah like convulse mm-hmm. and then is just a different person and the actor did it phenomenal like she was so that. good at like switching to different people and like didn't even have to do that different of a voice to like really portray she was a different person like didn't even have to announce the name it was just really like well a done. demeanor change yeah it was very well done that shit gives me the heebie-jeebies because it's like wow you're possessed. she's just possessed <laughs> um so helen is getting really popular rightfully so not everyone believes in ghosts though yeah so 1928 his name is harvey metacliffe metacalf some fake british name got it he goes to one of these seances and takes a shit ton of flash photography in her dimly lit room Mm -hmm. that helen most likely did not consent to and it turns out um these spirits were large dolls made of paper mache and masks (gasps) Yeah, so now that's the debriefing. Hold on. You have to see a picture of this shit, dude. It's insane looking. Whoa. I just dragged Google away. Whoa. Yeah, that's going to stay up for the rest of it. So, it was literally just like a doll, but because of how dimly lit the room was, it made it look like a person. That's... The doll is terrifying. Oh, yeah. There's another one. Hold is on. that it? Yeah. That's terrifying. Doesn't, isn't that just something you want to see standing over you at night? Yeah. In a dimly lit room where this person's being possessed. So it turns out that these were paper mache masks draped in old sheets. But there was still a lot of people who would swear up and down that these were real ghosts. Or that even if those were fake... Some of the other ones had to be real because Helen knew things that she wasn't supposed to know. Mm-hmm. So it's where it, some people argue that it's she was still a medium and she was still manifesting these spirits. The dolls were more for like a physical thing for the audience. Oh, like the ghost would possess the dolls or something like that. Or like it, it was just an added thing, but the spirits were real. They just needed more physical evidence for the audience but regardless a couple of years later in 1931 the london spiritualist alliance the lsa examines her methods Mm -hmm. they hear about peggy specifically and get interested so we're gonna come back to that a little bit the lsa it's unclear if, if they were working together or if it was two separate investigations into helen that just so happened to be in the same year at the same time most likely they were working together do you know who harry price is 
Not off the top of my head. Very, very famous as being allegedly the first ghost hunter. I think I've heard the name before, yeah. but I couldn't have told you that. There, He's very, very famous. He has a lot of cases under his belt, and this is one of them. Um, so they start investigating Helen, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so, he starts to get her to perform, like, some tests right so first he's like i want to x-ray you and she says no (laughs) she reacts crazy violently oh like flips a switch so she's so she actually um does go into a like a trance in the lab um but when she wakes up and they want to x-ray her afterwards she punches her husband in the face and then goes to swing at one of the doctors and he like ducks and then she gets up and runs and as she's running (laughs) she's ripping her seance garb apart she is screaming the entire time she runs downstairs into the street and grabs onto one of the railings on like the you know it's london she's grabbing onto one of these fucking railings and they are trying to pry her off (laughs) will not let go oh will not let go um um it is okay they called the they called the police at some point and the doctors had to explain like no please don't arrest her we don't need an ambulance like it's fine oh my god she eventually calms down and it goes back into the lab and when they go back inside she demands to be x-rayed oh (laughs) (laughs) ma'am make up your mind so they ask her husband to turn out his pockets and he refuses because they think a trick just happened. Oh. They think some, they did something in the street. Like, this was a big distraction. Um, but she's demanding to be x-rayed, and they don't do it. Because oh. she did something. Yeah, there um, was a purpose for the scene. Henry also would not allow anyone to search him. So, oh. then she says she'll go into another seance, I guess. <laughs> and y'all can take a sample of my... It's actually not ectoplasm right now. It's teleplasma. Um, teleplasm. I don't know. I don't know. It's Helen, and she's kind of a nutcase. So what's the difference? God <laughs> knows. Literally. Um, it appears in, when it appears in the seance, she says, you can take a sample of my teleplasm if you want. <laughs> well, what was it? So they do. They take this sample, right? Um, and first of all, the description of it from Harry Price's report is very funny. Because it's all these, like, fully grown men, doctors, surrounding her with scissors. Like, ready to cut off a piece. They're all so excited. <laughs> like, um, so they get it. And through tests, it's revealed to be a few things. So they have a sample of her ectoplasm, too. And now her teleplasm. What? what so, there's a difference? Her teleplasma turns out to be paper soaked in egg whites and folded into a flattened tube. And her ectoplasm turns out to be cheesecloth, which is essentially gauze, um, mixed with the white of an egg and toilet paper stuck together. She would swallow it before the seance and then throw it up during the seance. How did it come out of her nose? You never seen that? People drinking milk and forcing it out of their nose. She just oh. got real it's lit she just got really good at this shit. 
Whoa. Um, during one of the LSA's examinations of her, they had her swallow a tablet of methylene blue to prevent her from throwing up, and as a result, there was no ectoplasm. And that's when the trick was confirmed. Henry Price, actu- or Harry Price, actually, when he, like, says this is what it is, he actually recreates it to prove Whoa. that he's right. Um, there's a quote from, Hen- from Harry. I keep saying Henry because that's her husband's name. Harry says, Could there be anything more infantile than a group of grown-up men wasting time, money, and energy on the antics of a fat female crook? Huh. Because he was like, no, bro, she's lying about everything. So, he publishes his report calling Helen a fraud along with photos from Helen from of F- Helen from the laboratory. Mm-hmm. Another psychologist, his name is William McDougal, pronounces her whole performance as a fraudulent one in, as well. Um and then after the report, a maid comes forward, says she'd worked for Helen and confessed to having had to help her with tricks, like buying cheesecloth and shit. Her husband also admits to helping. Oh, no. Um, in 1936, another researcher named Nandor Fordor, fake name, <laughs> offered her money to film her with an infrared camera during a seance, and she would not allow it to happen. Um. Then, in a seance on January 6th, 1933, in Edinburgh, Peggy comes forward and is doing her little Peggy things. Mm-hmm. And a, a guy uh, grabs her and then turns the lights on. And it's essentially like a blanket. <laughs> so the police are called and Hele- Helen is prosecuted and fined 10 pounds um, on May 11th, 1933. So even though... They're kind of, like, obviously frauds at this point. Or there's definitely some fraudulent activity. World War II is now ending. Oh. So it's, like, more people than ever are seeking her out. Um, she was famous. So. And then. This shit happens. This is what got me. I was reading through it and I was like, eh. <laughs> she pretended to be a, a medium. Everyone does that at least once in their life. Yeah. It's natural. We've all pretended to see the future. I see dead people. (laughs) In May of 1941, there's an audience member in attendance. His name was nonsense. (laughs) He apparently, though, had connections with, like, the government intelligence agency. Oh. Um, The seance starts and the spirit of Albert shows up. And he says that a British battleship was just was just sunk. Mm-hmm. And our man's our main character for this point in time says, "There's no way I would have heard about it." So he leaves and he starts calling his friends and like trying to get information. Like, "Hey, did a, did a ship sink?" Like, they're like, "No, what? Why? No, we would have told you if a fucking ship sunk." God, mm-hmm. keep it together. So there was no ship sinking. Until the next morning when everybody called him back to tell him, like, how the fuck did you know that the HMS hood was going to sink? Oh, no. Because the HMS hood sunk. Oh. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, wait. I-, I was pretty sold on the fake. 
So during World War II, in November of 1941, she holds another seance in Portsmouth. Um, it was near a main naval base. Um, and in it, a spirit materializes to tell her that the HMS Barham, Barham, B-A-R-H-A-M, had been sunk. Mm-hmm. So the spirit itself that came forward, um, his name is Sid, and he was a sailor on the sunken ship. The sailor is the one that came forward because his mom was in the audience, and he says, like, my ship has sunk. And she's like, there's no way. They would have told me if your fucking boat sunk. Yeah. Um, she doesn't even believe it at first, but she starts getting really anxious because Helen is also able, she pulls out a sailor's hat with HMS Barham on it. And so going off the idea that Helen is legit, there is no way that she could have known that this woman's son was named Sid on this boat that sunk. Yeah. Allegedly. But his mom starts to freak out and tries to contact the Navy. And they get back to her and tell her that the ship did sink. But the information is so secret that it's not given out to the public. Oh. So it's a war- a Royal Navy warship that sunk um, by a German U-boat in November of 1941. It killed 800 sailors. Oh my god. But they didn't want the public to know about it because they didn't want the enemy. They, they wanted the enemy to think that the ship was still a threat. Um, so... It had not been declared officially lost until January. The seance happened in November. The boat sunk in November. The public didn't find out about it until January. Yo. So, they reportedly didn't want the the ship sinking out to protect morale and confuse the enemy. There was one report that the Navy went as far as to forge Christmas cards from the dead soldiers to (gasps) keep it a secret. The only people that knew were some of the families of the casualties. So there was some people who knew, but they were sworn to secrecy by the government. So the Navy starts to get, they're like, hey ma'am, how did you find out about this before we told you? Because you are a family member of the casualties, you would have been told eventually. Did you find out? And she's like, I saw it at a ghost show. (laughs) (laughs) The seance lady told me. The seance lady, she sat in a cabinet and told me my future. So, the Navy starts to get interested. And then, Helen predicts the sinking of a third ship. (laughs) And the government becomes convinced that if she's not talking to dead people, she's a fucking spy. Yeah, her has one. Like, she has contact with the enemy or is getting information leaked from the war office. The Navy becomes convinced that she's either a mole or is actually talking to fucking dead people. Like, those are the options. (laughs) So, they kind of keep an eye on her, but they can't arrest her for anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, D-Day starts to approach. Oh, no. And they get nervous that Helen is gonna say some shit about (laughs) D-Day. Before it happens. And they're like, we can't let that happen. (laughs) Yeah, we can't have that leaked. We can't have D-Day leaked. (laughs) So higher-ups in the Navy are demanding that she be arrested. 
even though nothing new has happened. They're just like, keep her in fucking jail until (laughs) D-Day is over. (laughs) Please. So, two lieutenants show up to her seance, January 1944. One of these guys, his name is Lieutenant Worth. And he's super unimpressed because the spirit that manifested was allegedly his dead aunt. Um, The gag was that he didn't have an aunt. He was just being a dick. Yeah. Like, um, and in, in the same sitting, another figure appeared claiming to be his sister. He says his sister is alive and well. He's so disgusted that he reports it to the police. <laughs> you know, to get her arrested. Yeah. To keep D-Day a secret. <laughs> so, um, it ends up in a raid, essentially. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, she was indeed arrested. Four people total were arrested. It was Helen, the people whose property she was on, and her husband was sick for the day, so she had a different assistant. So it was those four. (laughs) Whose property was she on? I don't know. People would, like, open her home. Open their homes and be like, come to a seance for me, Helen. She just walked out with her cabinet. Tell me top secret naval secrets. (laughs) Tell me about D-Day. Tell me about (laughs) D-Day. So she's arrested under Section 4 of the Vagrancy Act. It's kind of a catch-all. Um, and it is later amended to conspiracy. And in wartime England, this is an act punishable by hanging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, conspiracy during wartime is never great. Um, so the government wanted to hold her. And they were like, we have to make something fucking stick on this lady. <laughs> so they changed the charge to a 200-year-old law that had not been used in literal centuries, the Witchcraft Act of 1735, (laughs) specifically Section 4, which covers fraudulent spiritual activities and is therefore triable by a jury. This is beautiful. (laughs) History really coming together to give us this wonderful... Story basically spiritual fraud. Yeah. So it it is not the same thing as being Imagine put reading the newspaper though and hear someone's on trial for no witchcraft. That. And that's what really happened because it's not she wasn't on trial for witchcraft. She's on trial for pretending. Yeah. To be witch a witch. But the, that's not what any of the fucking newspapers said. No, they just said she's a witch. She's a Question witch? Mark? Question mark. And. <laughs> the public goes crazy. The public goes crazy. She was also charged with larceny for pretending to conjure the dead. <laughs> How I'm trying to be. Dude, the BBC interrupts their own war coverage to announce her arrest. <laughs> That's insane. The arrest pissed so many people off. Like, everybody... There's, like four different sides going on where people are like oh my god she pretended to summon dead people and then other people are like oh my god she's a a spy (laughs) she spilled navy secrets spilled naval secrets and then there are other people that's like she's a witch leave her alone like it's not fake if it's real like (laughs) there's like four different sides and everybody is just yelling at each other but a lot of people were really pissed off because the cops charged her with fraud Without proof that it was fraud. Oh. They couldn't say you're pretending to summon the dead because they had no proof that it was pretend. Interesting. They didn't seize any evidence when they arrested her. 
they literally would just like she summoned a dead person she's pretending let's firemen's carry her to the fucking <laughs> prison and keep her locked up until d-day is over and then we have to make a charge stick so it doesn't look like we locked her up just for d-day <laughs> so she's charged on seven counts two of conspiracy to contravene the witch act witchcraft act two for obtaining money under false pretenses and three of the common law offense of public mischief <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah the grasping for straws that so there was concern of obviously classified information and then there's also concern of like exploiting people who were in mourning yeah but a lot of people were pissed off because they believed she was a medium yeah they thought that she was real yeah um alfred dodd He's a historian. He testified that he convinced he was convinced she was authentic. Oh. There was a lot of people who came forward. Um I mean, it is weird that she knew things she shouldn't have known. Well, so the the gag is the prosecution calls five witnesses. The defense has over 50 of people testifying on her behalf. Whoa. Saying like, "No, dude, there's no way she fucking knew this." Like and the case is even worse because during the raid, there was no evidence of even the cheesecloth trick. Nothing was seized. Like, oh no. They are arguing fraud with no evidence other than witness testimony. Ooh. And then when the other guys pull in 50 witnesses. Literally. And people, so people are testifying that they'd seen her powers before. People claimed she could speak, like, spirits would speak different languages. <gasps> like, they would kiss relatives that they hadn't seen in forever. Like, there was physical contact. One saw her sister's ghost and didn't know that her sister had died yet. <gasps> no. Like, the majority of testimony denied any wrongdoing whatsoever. That's Fun. One journalist, I just thought this was fun. It was in every article. Don't know why. One journalist claimed he saw Arthur Conan Doyle, and that's how he knew it was real. Because Arthur Conan Doyle would have hated this shit. I don't know why that matters, but he was there. Oh, he was one of the ones, like, with Houdini that was yeah. like, this is so fake. But he saw his ghost. I, yeah, they would say, like, if it's real, I'll come back and tell you all. And so to see him, I would believe it too, man. There was also pictures brought forth um, in the in the trial, though. And that's the, like, obviously it's a fucking doll under a blanket. And then the judge barred Helen from performing any powers in the courtroom as part of her defense. Bro, you can't be like, I don't think you have magic powers, but don't use them just in case you do. Just they so I can look right. Depriving me of the court documents. I want a court seance. Um. So despite all, but of that's this, true. Let her do it away from the dolls. Let her do it in the courtroom, away from her that, cabinet. At least because she can prove, like, if she starts speaking in tongues, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the jury was not swayed. No. Harry Price also came in to speak against her. He was one of Ooh, the five. Never mind. Yeah. Um, her previous fraud arrests were brought up. Um, the jury did find her guilty. 
on count one and then the judge did not allow them to give verdicts on the other counts because he said that they were just alternate charges in case the first guilty didn't stick (laughs) you don't have to admit to that dog (laughs) it took 25 minutes for the guilty to find her for the jury to find her guilty (laughs) 25 minutes that's so funny less than half an hour It takes longer than that for me to get half to of Chipotle that was, and back. No, half of that was the, just them introducing themselves. Like, hi, I'm whatever. Uh, this is what <laughs> I do. I'm a carpenter. And after all the introduction, they're like, so she's so guilty? she's guilty, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, we we'll just, we'll yeah. tell them. <laughs> she's jailed for, or she's sentenced to nine months. Okay. It's not so bad. So when she's arrested, she starts screaming, I have done nothing. I have done nothing. Is there a God? It's all lies. Like, she kind of <laughs> loses her mind. <laughs> Um, I have done nothing. I have done nothing. Is there a God? (laughs) That's such a jump. So she is the last person convicted under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. Um, after this case, Winston Churchill wrote a memo to the Home Secretary, Herbert Morrison, complaining about this case (laughs) and the misuse of court resources on the, quote, obsolete tomfoolery of the charge (laughs) he also said that he was furious to learn that the witchcraft act had been used in a modern court of law yeah he was pissed no it seems ridiculous to be like in wartime and you're like what's what are they doing during the war what are they like doing to like keep their citizens in check and like getting this grown woman on trial for witchcraft (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably shouldn't do that during war yeah so she serves six out of nine months and was released in september of 1944 um on her release she promised to stop conducting seances um but it was arrested for another one in 1956 (laughs) pop off man Uh, she did die in her home in edinburgh a short time later um and now so shortly after this the witchcraft act is repealed and replaced with the Fraudulent Mediums Act, which is the exact same thing, just under a different title. It just sounds better than saying witchcraft. witchcraft. <laughs> a lot of people were like, yeah, this is a win for the people. And it's like, it's the same thing. Guys, it's your um, <laughs> So contrary, some spiritualists think there was like something strange about her death or that the police interrupted a trance or something, that none of that's on record. Um, her medical records indicate she had a long history of poor health. Um, and as early as 1944. Probably something to do with forcing herself to throw up multiple times a day. Um, as early as 1944, she was described as obese and could move, who could move only slowly as she also suffered from heart trouble. But Uh, a lot of people do bring up, like, she was swallowing fabric. And throwing it up. And throwing it up for years. There's also stories of, like, the Harry Price one when they cut off a piece of her teleplasm. They pulled it. And it went back down after, like, a fucking tape measure. And she was screaming. Like, this is not your Your stomach stomach lining. Full of fabric, too. Yeah. Um, So there is still a movement though to get her sentence or not her sentence her conviction overturned a lot of people think it was bullshit that she was arrested in the first place yeah um and a lot of people go even further to say like she shouldn't have been arrested in the first place and in addition to that they were just throwing stuff at the wall to get her admittedly yeah saying we just need the first one guilty just Mm -hmm. to keep her in here till d-day right it's like at that point 
bro, if your military secrets are threatened by a little woman with, with cool puppets, like maybe get that better sounds like secret. your problem. <laughs> I want to know if she like hired a spy though. No, like I want to know how she did it. How did she? Was she like really a psychic? So that's a, that's the thing. A lot of people think she actually was, and just and just used, played it up, like yeah, played it up for the cameras and for the audience and stuff. And that her messages weren't fake. It was just like she used puppets and things like that to make it more immersive. Yeah. Um. But a lot people of people have terrible think, attention spans. Right. People really do genuinely think that her she was an actual medium. Um, who just needed money, so she had to play it up. Yeah. In a, a story, and his name is Malcolm Gaskill, found a sample of her ectoplasm. It was made from a length of artificial silk. Um, in 2018, the sample was displayed at the Spellbound exhibition um, and in, in Oxford. And the sample is now at Cambridge University Library, and there's photographs and stuff on their website, which is sick. Um, she does still have a lot of supporters. She's also still cited as one of the best examples of fake mediums. <laughs> um, and people have campaigned on several occasions to have her post-humanist... Hum, hum, Yo. Help. <laughs> try it again, hum- try it again. Musly. Posthumously? Posthumously? Is that how you say it or is that dumb? I trust him. Posthumously some after death pardoned <laughs> of the witchcraft charges um so the petitions for this were rejected by scottish parliament in 2001 2008 and 2012 but there keep is trying. a keep website trying. and an online petition where you can campaign i'm sorry for helen duncan's part pull it up right now um and that i don't care if she was a fake that they, is the story they pulled the, some loopholes the last witch in scotland <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> give me the petition it's like literally like the first thing here one of the wait where's my cursor there it is one of the first things that pops up oh <laughs> one of the first thing that pops up it's helenduncan.com dot org dot org sorry i you can't spread misinformation the official so. helen duncan organization like official pardon official page. pardon page like people want this bitch pardoned it's ran by her like great great grandkids like people are like no grandma was not a war criminal (laughs) she talked to ghosts right but like some of the pictures are crazy too like she really they were just puppets do yourself a favor look at the pictures they're going to be on the google drive but some of these pictures are absolutely insane um like she literally is just like pulling shit out of her throat that's the one that they have at um, Cambridge. Whoa. But it's crazy. It's Was crazy. That... No, it's a different. But yeah. Also, there were some stories that she put on a bed sheet and like pretended to be a ghost sometimes. Like during same. her seances. Like, I mean, yeah, literally same. That is literally the <laughs> brand we have built for ourselves. But yeah, no, she's a fun lady. No, that's insane, isn't it? I like like World War II history too. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I've never 
found that. That's really cool. Yeah. They put her in jail so that she wouldn't <laughs> tell people about D-Day. I'm sure they don't want it spread around, too. Like, yeah, we were fighting a war. We were over here. We locked a witch up. <laughs> we were trying someone for witchcraft, so just don't look too into that. <laughs> I just think, I think her title, too, is cool. The The Last Witch in Scotland. Yeah. Like, that's, wow. Why would you want to pardon that? Yeah, that's cool. Sell that. Sell that. Tourism. T-shirts. If I've learned the anything from New Orleans, you can- Anything can be monetized. Anything is tourism. Anything. <laughs> I'd go see her museum. Oh, yeah. For sure, dude. To That'd see her so puppets cool. and cabinets and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what happened to all that stuff after she died, actually. I would <laughs> probably broke in the house. raid. But she was doing seances after she was released from prison. Dude, what if it's just in somebody's house? Oh, and they don't know? And they just think it's a weird cabinet. Or like it's it was an armoire. Or like someone thought it was weird, so they renovated over it. But it was like actually just her puppet cabinet. Yeah. It's insane. I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. <laughs> well, I'm glad that one was a hit. Yeah, no, I liked that one. I feel like it, it made sense because it was like is more weird history than yeah. ghost story. I think the weird history is some of the fun. I have a ghost story for you coming up Mm -hmm. and a lot of like half of the time i'm telling you just weird history i weird history is my favorite part of this podcast because it's like really they put a a woman on trial for witchcraft i have some fun stuff in the 1940s like (laughs) world war ii we were still dealing with witchcraft they put her on trial so that she wouldn't leak (laughs) d-day like that's insane when you were such a public threat that they're afraid you're gonna leak d-day and you've already leaked two boats sinking three three boats sinking she was either the world's best spy or she hired a spy or she's a real medium no literally and i don't know what to believe a lot of people believe she was real I mean, the speaking in other languages is also kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, if you, I mean, if you're speaking in tongues, that's also, like, you could just be rambling. Yeah. But if you start talking to someone in another and language. Like their native language. Yeah. That's different. And her husband was there, like, he was her assistant for most of it. So to have him testify, like, oh, no, yeah, she doesn't know Spanish. And yeah. then she starts speaking in Spanish to, like, you know, and then knowing things that she, like, the the girl who's who didn't even know that her own sister had died yet, like, left the seance to find out that her sister had passed. That's insane. And her sister spoke to her at the seance. How? You don't, yeah. At that point, there's, like, there's throwing things at the wall to see what sticks, and then there's, like, no, you're, I know you have a sister, and I know she's dead, bro. Yeah, like, like, some people will say, oh, mediums just are very good at picking up on small cues, like, listening to you talk and, mm-hmm. like, answering weird questions and can infer weird things based on these questions. Like, they're just very socially smart. But then there's, like, how would they know any of that? A boat sinking? <laughs> That's also not just, like, guessing that you have an aunt. That's, like, I'm telling you that a naval battleship sunk and killed 800 people and is a secret from the government and then it's true bless you thank you like that's not throwing things at the wall (laughs) no i mean one of them sunk the next morning too and that's a problem because she predicted it yeah or like even way back in the beginning when she predicted the doctor dying yeah 
There wasn't any puppets involved then. No, she left town that was, after that. That was like, she wasn't making money off of that either. She just told someone and it came true. I have questions. So this, this case also leads me to believe that we, this case to me opens up another window of opportunity for our podcast. We need to start talking about some of the other weird shit. Like Harry Houdini. Yeah. Let's talk about his life. Wow. <laughs> like, some of the shit this man did, insane. That is, we could ask the question, like, I love weird history. Yeah. So, it's our podcast and we can put it on, but, like, how many other people are interested in weird history? Would that be a thing that you guys would be interested to have added to the other category? Yeah, so, like, not a ghost story, but, like, if we sat down and told you, like, that Harry Houdini was on a mission to disprove mediums to as a disprove concept. disprove mediums and spiritualism, like, overall. Or that, wasn't he, like, a spy? Yeah. Or isn't there a conspiracy that he was or something? Yeah. There was a conspiracy that he was hired as a spy because he was very good at what he did. He's a very smart man. Or, like, some, there was a lot of, like, the Davenport brothers were very famous, like, medium spiritualists, like, roadside attractions. And some of their tricks were very famous. Like, I, there was a fantastic exhibit at uh, in Houston that, you know, like, exhibits change a lot yeah. in science museums. They did a Cabinet of Curiosities exhibit, and I have the book from it. Ooh. And it was collections from all over the world out of actual Cabinets of Curiosities. Oh. So, like, the fake mermaids and stuff, they had actual ones from the time that they had collected. And it's just this traveling exhibit. And it was like you'd walk in and it was filled with cabinets that you could open every drawer of. And it, there was glass over stuff, yeah. so you couldn't touch anything, but you could see everything. So I spent a long time opening everything. And it was really cool. And I have the it's book. It's a fun way to do an exhibit. Oh, it was wonderful. There was stuff on the ceiling. Like oh. it, there was stuff on everywhere except the floor. Yeah. There was like a taxidermy giraffe in there. <laughs> Fake mermaids. Fake mermaids. And they really went hard with that shit. Yeah, no, but, like, I have... We could go through some of that and just talk about some of the stuff they had in these cabinets in their home. You would just be, like, like how she would just tell you to come to her house and pay a door fee to come do the seance. You would pay to go into these people's houses, and they'd walk you through their cabinets. It was before, like... And it was fake mermaids. And they had fake mermaids. Fake mermaids. <laughs> wow. Or, like, the two-headed snakes and shit. No, that's fun stuff to talk about, so no. If you'll enjoy it, tell us in the Discord. Thank you. Tell me I can talk about Harry Houdini, please. <laughs> Are you ready for an animation? God, yes. Go for it. No, you should. And intermission. We'll be back. Who's that girl? It's ectoplasm. This episode's gonna be a lot of weird history and ghosts. I'm realizing. Hey, that's our brand. <laughs> no, but specifically, like, just weird, weird history. I'm excited. Because mine is mostly history. Like, it's gonna be a very historical episode. Okay, what number is this? 38. Eight. Adds up to 11, which adds up to 2. Nice. Episode two. Two ghosts. <laughs> two ghosts. Two ghosts, one podcast. 
Should we um, jump in? Yeah, I was gonna let you guess. Oh, guess please. It's in the Old West. Oh my god, is it the fossils? No. <laughs> oh my god, I was about to say, is this, is this finally the episode no. where the cowboys hunt for fossils? I'm just, yeah, I'm not even talking about ghosts, <laughs> no. it's just cowboys looking for dinosaurs. No. But it, there is cowboys, there is no dinosaurs. There's cowboys, though. Okay. There is cowboys. It's very cowboy. A very famous cowboy event happens in the area I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about a building in a very famous town. Oh. Oh, wait. I think I know what this is, actually. I think I know what this is. Um, um, um. Is it a hotel? No. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you want to keep guessing? Do you want to guess the area? Do you know any very famous? Is it in Arizona, if that helps? Very famous Old West town. I'm gonna be honest. A very famous cowboy shootout happens here. Old the Old West is like the one thing I've never hyper fixated on. Incorrect. And always bad decision. Like cowboys are cool as fuck, but for some reason I was really focused on the pirates. (laughs) I I was like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna romanticize any organized crime, it's have you ever seen that thing? That, like, pirates, cowboys, samurais, and something else all actually existed at the same time. And so to have a show where those four things meet up and, like, travel the globe is not historically inaccurate. I would... (laughs) We're trademarking it. We're trademarking it. What What would it be called? Cowboy, samurai, pirate. No. (laughs) Conspirate. Conspirate? (laughs) Conspirate, and they go hunting for dinosaurs. <laughs> they go hunting for dinosaur bones. They rob a bank. And they ghost. commit. They commit literal war crimes. <laughs> like they could do it. Like predicting D Day. <laughs> like predicting D Day. Instead of Red Dead Redemption, it's Conspirate. Red Dead Pirates of the Caribbean. Like <laughs> okay, I don't know. I really don't. Okay, well, I'm telling you about the Birdcage Theater. No, I don't know what that is. It's in Tombstone, Arizona. Do you know what Tombstone is? No, but that's a cool-ass name for it. Isn't it? It's a very famous cowboy town, so. But if you're not versed in your cowboy history, I guess. That's so fucking cool. No, I really want to go. Um, Tombstone. (laughs) I'm from Tombstone. Tombstone was one of the last boom towns in the U.S. and It was founded by a prospector in 1877. Okay. The specific boom town was... uh, started for silver mines it wasn't gold but okay. it had a ton of silver mines in the area um it it would become one of the biggest and best producing mines in arizona some of these mines um it produced somewhere between 40 and 80 million dollars of profit from silver jesus um i'm gonna go into a little bit about the town just because it's really cool okay and it also helps explain like stuff in the, the- theater that we'll get to later can um, we talk about how you said 40 to 80 million? Yeah. That's still less than Sarah Winchester's inheritance. No, yeah. <laughs> that number is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. That's insane, yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> anyway, because of, like, there's a ton of silver here and people are making a lot of profit, the population skyrockets. They start with about 100-ish people in 1877 and by 1894, it was in the 14,000s. Oh, my God. Um, so it grows insanely quick, and it is a huge 
boom town. Yeah. So it's built in a couple of years, but it's sprawling. Yeah. Like it's all over the place. That's so cool. Um, the big population caused a push for more fun things to do around town. So they had bowling alleys, uh-huh. tons of churches, an ice cream parlor. Because churches bank, are what you do for fun. Yeah. A bank, a school, 110 saloons, and 14 <laughs> gambling halls, dance halls, brothels, an opera house, um, and our topic of the day, the Birdcage Theater. Um, at this point, <laughs> or at one point of uh, the town... In, like, its highest period of, like, all the people being there, there was 3,500 licensed prostitutes, like, around about there, so. Wow. <laughs> Very rowdy town, as no, it is yeah, a boom I'm, town full of cowboys. It sounds dope as hell. <laughs> this not, yeah. This the fact f- that the prostitutes had licenses. <laughs> you had to get a license. You were to a like, licensed prostitute. It was, like, a business license. No, that's sick. <laughs> why, why isn't that a thing now? <laughs> The town's motto was the town too tough to die. Whoa. <laughs> Metal. <laughs> this place is the coolest place ever. <laughs> the town too tough to die. We peaked here as a country. <laughs> it's downhill. Boom this towns and cowboys and fossil hunting was all at the same time, and that's where we peaked. And I will stand by that till I die. That's um, so cool. So like I said, they had an opera house, and the birdcage was kind of like the opposite of that (laughs) it was a lot less fancy okay it's where the cowboys and miners like people who went in the mines not miners like not like underage people no like the people who worked in the mines Um, actually i'm a miner (laughs) they they went here so it was a very rowdy bar theater the fun one the fun one dude (laughs) it's so cool um yeah so like the proper. Why would you go to the opera when you could go get sucker punched in the middle of a theater or like pickaxed? I don't know. <laughs> it was it was kind of like they had a more rowdy area of town and like were places where proper like the businessmen would stay and the proper ladies would be the boring ones. The boring people. It got to the point where they wouldn't even walk on the same side of the road as the birdcage theater. As- they like didn't want to be tainted by the the energy metal <laughs> wonderful metal um i want to be those guys <laughs> yeah i want to be in this theater at peak. i'm picturing a giant birdcage <laughs> and i know i shouldn't be i know that's we'll get into the name like. yeah no i um, love it there was a lot of smuggling happening in this area as there should be it was only 30 miles from the border <laughs> of of mexico and so there was a lot of cowboys and outlaws in the area um, just smuggling anything and everything over the border, getting paid very nicely to do this to avoid fees. Love it. Um, and so it was a huge business in this area. So there's a ton of crime, and it's it's just more fun that way. It's just uh, a little spice, <laughs> a little bit of spice. Yeah, no, and like there was a lot of quotes talking about like cowboys are different than just a common thief. Yeah, these were loud, rough and tough. Come in, guns shooting in the <laughs> ceiling. The quote the, if anybody asked, it's Jimmy John and the Suggins gang. <laughs> bang, bang. That, that, yeah. Very, dude. Very much your typical cowboy gangs. I mean, the cowboys would rob the banks. Like, no, it yeah. was, it was like that Toy Story game where the outlaws would just come and rob the bank every day. It and was we put that. them in jail. Yeah. We tortured them. <laughs> we, t- we would make our own jail because we thought that the normal jail wasn't good enough. No, really. <laughs> we were bored kids. <laughs> we built jails on our Harry Potter Lego game. <laughs> yeah. 
And would lock each other in. No, yeah. It would just be torture. You wouldn't be able to get out. <laughs> it become, in the area, it, it started to be an insult to call the actual cowboys. Because, you know, like, a cowboy was a farmhand. Mm-hmm. They, like, helped with the cows They were and stuff. literal cowboys. Yeah, they were the cowboys. It became an insult to call them a cowboy. Because the cow, the other cowboys, the, like, rough and tough the cowboys, cowboys. not the cowboy. Yeah. So they were called There's cattle herders in the area. <laughs> Um, and it was an insult to call them cowboys at this point because the, the outlaws and the thieves that were creating these cowboy gangs had, like, taken over the name in the area at this point. I love everything about this. Why didn't I hyperfixate on the Old West? Oh, I love it. It's so good. I'm obsessed. There's a very famous gunfight. And when I, like, this is, if the cowboy gang shootouts, they're all based on this shootout. Oh. It's the uh, gunfight at OK Corral between okay. the Earp brothers and the Cochise County Cowboys. These are nonsense words. This is a there mad are, lib. <laughs> <laughs> there are like 10 different shows all based on Wyatt Earp alone. He's very famous. The Earp brothers. They were the marshals of the town, and they were like oh. a family of generational it was cops. Be, yeah, pigs, and it was passed down. So the Earp family name was tied to being back. the marshals. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that with such confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. And then the, I know so little. The the Cochise County Cowboys are all. There's a lot of famous cowboys too. A lot of big names. So it was the cops versus the cowboys? Yeah, and it was it was gang, though. It was family-related. It wasn't oh. just they committed crimes. These people had, like, family that had died in the past to the, the other one's <gasps> family. It was family feud. It's not gang only warfare. Just, yeah. Intense cowboy gang warfare. Almost all shootouts are based on this shootout. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> cowboy gang warfare. A very funny fact about uh the gunfight at OK Corral it didn't take place at the OK Corral <laughs> where did it take and that has been one of my favorite facts since i was like 5 i love to drop that on people um it took place at an empty lot nearby the corral not actually in it and not actually like next to it either it was just close enough that people thought it was coming from there and didn't want to get close enough to find out <laughs> wow Wow. That's funny. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, there were two fires in the town, one in 1881 and another the next year, 1882. Uh, they were both massive because these boomtowns were not built with fire safety or any safety okay. in mind. So everything's wood, uncovered, very close to each other, a spark flies, and every building ever is on fire. The tinderbox. Yeah, it, it was very much and like stuff wasn't sturdy so stuff would start falling fast it was these were built very quickly and they would burn down very quickly um that's fun the the second fire grew very big and very fast uh it destroyed like a hundred businesses oh damn um they they didn't have enough water to stop it at some point it got out of hand way too quickly so they started blowing up buildings in the path so the fire couldn't keep going (gasps) They would just blow up your business to be like, it's for the greater good. And it was. It saved the town. They survived both of these massive fires. But they had to blow up buildings to do it. What? A, it's like reverse firefighting. <laughs> no, it's they like just fight fire with fire. TNT. Fight, not, it's not fight fire with fire. It's fight fire with bombs, bitch. Yes. They would throw dynamite used for the mines. 
into your business, <laughs> blow it up, and the fire, it worked. It worked. Fight fire with bombs. And that's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> they just keep getting better. No, it's so fun. I'm, it gets better. Uh, in between these fires, uh, in December 1881, to be more exact, the Birdcage Theater was built. It was just called Theater at first. It gets its name a little bit later. Um when the birds escape <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um it was it kind of started as just a a less fancy opera house yeah. but very quickly turns into the opposite of fancy you know like it it started out just the to be a little less house. expensive they had ladies night so ladies could drink free it, it no it's it's pretty much a brothel with <laughs> a couple other things going on um, it's a brothel that serves martinis <laughs> and has some fantastic shows we'll get into them um peter pan yeah so it it quickly turns into a place to entertain the rough and tough cowboys and miners again not the kids the, the people miners. in the mines the silver um, miners uh they had shows singers even very famous uh like comedians they had a super famous rep- wrestling competition that was held here okay the results were posted in newspapers in the UK. Oh, damn. Like, it was very famous wrestling competition that happened here. It was Who cares called, that much about wrestling? It's cowboys and miners and outlaws fighting each other. I care. <laughs> That's cool. It was the Cornish Wrestling Competition is the, the name of it. Okay. Um, in 1882, not even a year after opening, the New York Times published an article calling the birdhouse, quote, the wildest, wickedest night spot between Basin Street and the Barbary Coast. The so, wildest, wickedest night between spot. New Orleans and California. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> yeah, it was the best nightclub in that whole area. The South. Yeah, just all of it. The entire South of um, the country. The theater was open every day of the year for 24 hours a day. The party never stopped. Wow. Every this is not a theater. No. This is the first nightclub. <laughs> the best nightclub that will ever exist. You Literally. can't peek what happened here. Um in the theater there was a bar, of course. It was called the Belly Up Bar. Uh what it was a nice also name. open all day and all year. The bar was made like carved in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, shipped around South America, delivered to the west coast of Mexico. And hauled by donkeys the rest of the way to Tombstone? Why? Pizzazz? I don't know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they were making buku money in this town, so they, they just literally throw just it at the spent wall. it. They were like, I want a Pittsburgh bar. I want you to ship it to me the long way, <laughs> because I can afford the shipping costs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, this bar is still there. Nice. You can go see this bar. Nice. Uh, it is the original one that has been there this entire time. Um, Would love to see that. The stage was pretty big. It was five feet off the floor, and it was 15 feet by 15 feet. So okay. a big square stage in the theater. There was also an orchestra pit nice. to, like, have people play. Like, it was a theater. It was nice. Yeah. Um, there were 14 boxes and two balconies. Okay. So, like, higher. The back, like, the two-seat boxes mm-hmm. kind of thing. Very small seating areas up high, like yeah. small balconies. And then they had a bigger balcony for right. a bunch of people to sit, um, two of them. Um, 
they didn't have to go back downstairs for their drinks also because they had a dumb waiter to host up to the second floor at the bar. That's so smart. It was awesome. <laughs> That's so smart. This is the coolest this place is ever. Innovation <laughs> at its finest. They would host up drinks and cigars and anything else to the the second floor. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff in here that you can still go see. They had circus posters swept from Sweden, shipped from Sweden, swept from Sweden. Yeah, that one. And <laughs> they're still there, and they're super rare. They're some of the like only ones you can find still yeah, like so like painted yeah they're yeah. very hard to find and they you have can make money off of that stuff we they have a bunch American of them pictures. here yeah. yeah um and they also have this poster of fatima who was okay. a performer here she was a belly dancer and some reports say it was a guy <laughs> like pretending to be a woman that was a belly dancer but not all of the sources said that so i don't know if just some people know it's a body double like, I don't know, but you can still see a painting of her, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. It's a very big painting, and it's, like, worth a bajillion monies. It was his drag sauna. <laughs> yeah. Um, Instead of Alaska Thunderfuck, it was Fatima. <laughs> uh, one of the very first shows was put on by Mademoiselle mm-hmm. de Granville, who was often called the female Hercules or the woman with an iron jaw. What uh, did she do? <laughs> it comes from, like, her show was centered around her picking up really heavy objects with her teeth. No! I hate that. <laughs> um, they had a ton of comedians perform. They even had comedic singers, like, sing songs that were funny. Like Bo Burnham. Yeah, like, they had Bo Burnham perform here, actually. <laughs> Wild West Bo Burnham. That's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> the alternate titles for this week's episode is going to be a long list. Yeah. They had some more, like, serious shows every now and then. Probably during, like, the middle of the day when it wasn't a rowdy, rowdy bar. But they had, like, opera singers come, normal bands, like, really good famous bands come through here and play. They also had ventriloquists perform magicians do shows and trap uh trapeze acts in, in the, the theater? theater yeah that's sick it's a big building they go from um, box to box that'd be cool no that'd be so sick <laughs> in 18 18- full of ass <laughs> in 1886 when ownership switched to a guy named joe bignon uh he added a new actor and this new actor was his wife she was nepotism. Re- <laughs> she was referred to as Big Minnie. She was six foot tall, two hundred thirty pounds, and always wore pink tights. Um, she she would dance around, but she was like a heavier set woman, so it was kind of like seen as different. Okay. She was also the bouncer, though. She was super strong. Um, so like a strong woman kind of performance as well, and could just pick guys up and take them outside of the bar. Big Mina. <laughs> big mini big mini she was the bouncer for the cowboy bar she was the bouncer. there are reports the of they- picking people up out of their chair and throwing them out the door the fact <laughs> that the bouncer of the cowboy bar was a woman i'm obsessed with that in there a town a, called tombstone they had a lot of female performers here like female comedians and female um magicians and stuff that cowboys knew what the fuck was good yeah it like a lot of reports were talking about like they didn't care who performed if it was a woman or not like 
they also had like a lot of prostitution happened here but well, they, yeah but big mini would also throw you out yeah like it was very i feel protected by big mini yes i love her <laughs> there was a crazy act this one blew my mind it was called the human flies it was woman in like weird fly costumes they had made these special shoes no. that clamped to the ceiling no and they would walk upside down across the theater roof or like no. ceiling you're lying how that's that is an object from a video game how did they get those what is it magnets it's, mag- it's clamps they would clamp to like the beams of the ceiling that's significantly more difficult than i thought i figured it was magnets no how <laughs> how they have- i couldn't do that now and they would just walk upside down you'd walk in and be- there'd just be a woman on the ceiling upside down terrifying how um they would have masquerade balls uh i want to go to one of those they featured cross-dressing entertainers aka they had drag Drag shows here um midwestern drag queens (laughs) that's the name of this week's episode (laughs) um cowboy drag queens like i've been saying there's a fair amount of prostitution in the theater specifically in the boxes so like the smaller balconies on the higher floor vip section baby yeah they were referred to as soiled doves painted ladies ceiling experts and the horizontally employed okay let's go through that again (laughs) soiled doves wow poetic yeah okay the horizontally employed yeah (laughs) clever whoever said that was drunk out of their mind bo burnham (laughs) like the horizontally employed wow wow um ceiling experts it was actually called the bird it gets the name the birdcage because one reporter said that the women were like birds they were kept up in these high cages and they would also wear these like feathered covered scandalous outfits that were very colorful and like bird-like and they'd be up high as you walked in you just walk in and see these feathered ladies sitting wow. in bird cages that's like haunting they um, had licenses though they were getting paid yeah and so the theater capitalized on this name and changed it to the birdcage theater which i just think that's fun no that's so sexy um <laughs> i keep re- having to remind myself that these are licensed prostitutes yeah the horizontally employed yes They're i think licensed- that's the greatest name ceiling experts <laughs> soiled doves yeah whoever said soiled doves got thrown out by big mini <laughs> get out of here you pretentious douchebag you call them prostitutes or nothing <laughs> or the or horizontally, horizontally employed. employed you respect these women <laughs> they're not this, you can't pay for this their services with poetry no and they made this was a, like we'll get into it but like big money was spent here good um so they were paid well good um Wyatt Earp, who we talked about a little while ago, even had a reserved booth for him, one of the bird cages, for uh, him and Josephine Sarah Marcus, who he was having an affair with at the time. Was she one of the bird women? Yeah, she was oh, okay. a prostitute. Um, the bird women. <laughs> the bird women. Uh, but he was cheating on his wife with her. But they do a eventually get together. No, he was, he's one of the marshals. Oh, not a cowboy. He was like, they were cowboyish marshals. If you've ever seen the Old West marshals, they weren't much better. He was probably involved with the smuggling somewhere along the lines. Okay. Um, but again, Earp is a very famous name. Yeah. Just uh, so. He spent a lot of time in this, this place. Um, 
This gets into some really cool stuff. They had a poker room in the basement, and the longest poker game in history was played in the basement here. Oh? You had to buy into the game for t- uh, $1,000. Uh, the game was started in 1881 and ran until 1889. What? To be more exact, it ran for eight years, five months, and three days. Players would change, like you would just buy in to play for a couple hours. But since the place was open 24 hours, there was always some people at this table for eight years, five months, and three days. That's insane. Um, in total, more than $10 million were exchanged during this game. The house retained 10% of this money, so it was a moneymaker for them as well. Um, and very well-known people played at this table, including Doc Holliday very famous cowboy name, mm-hmm. Wyatt Earp, like we've said, and some of the richest businessmen in the country at the time. So like these oil barons yeah. and gold barons would come to this table to play. <laughs> very famous poker players of the time played here. I love that trope. Like, <laughs> you don't know what goes on in my town. The longest running poker game. <laughs> in the basement. In the basement. Of, of the birdcage theater. Where the prostitutes are. Like, <laughs> the prostitute birds. Um, but imagine that you come up thinking you're hot shit, only to realize that this game will outlive you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy long, too. Eight, eight years. years. And it's an, a nonstop poker game. No, I love that. You'd come in every night and different people were playing, but you know it was the same game. I love that. That you just switch out and you have to pay $1,000 to, to buy play, in. Yeah. Craziness. Um, the theater closed in 1892 when the mines, uh, they had an expensive water pump because at some point they hit water. Okay. And it was slowly leaking in, so they <gasps> were pumping it out. Okay. And one day it became overheated and caught fire. The water? The water pump. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's like the water caught fire? No, but it like melted and distorted the metal. Uh, like you couldn't fix it. It oh. was a bad, bad fire. Um, Became way too expensive and you wouldn't profit off of fixing it at this point. The mm-hmm. like untouched silver was too low in the mines to combat the water at some point. Um, Also around this time, the price of silver like plummets it drops really fast so a lot of the miners were laid off by the mines at this point Uh, a lot of others left hoping to find something more profitable before this hit rock bottom and because of this there was a dramatic drop in population uh the place becomes like a ghost town because it was a huge town and it shrinks very fast so like a lot of businesses were left just closed the doors and left uh kind of thing so it it's a old west ghost town at this point that's so um, sick and so many of the establishments were were closed and abandoned forever and left untouched they were found as the way they were left including the theater no so the poker game was found the way it was left no one of the chairs flipped over cards still on the table chips still in piles no <laughs> can we go yeah yeah Okay. I've wanted to go to this since Is it forever. still a ghost town? No, it's a tourist attraction now. That's That was the question. Yeah, it's one of the Old West. Like, you can go see it but exactly like there. it was. People do. It's got a population of about 600, but it's like people oh. keeping the buildings. Pe- yeah, you're getting... Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're you're keeping the history alive yeah, kind of thing. You're the tour guides. Um, So, like I said, the town's really well-preserved. You can go see it. 
and it looks exactly the way it has except they keep it painted they keep buildings from collapsing kind of thing but a lot of the stuff in these buildings are the same thing yeah modern maintenance to just upkeep yeah there was a good quote talking about that it wasn't redone and it wasn't restored it was preserved nice it's like the same stuff is still here um i've wanted to go to this forever i would love to (laughs) like i've had a road trip planned to end in tombstone on my google maps for the longest time how long is the drive i don't know (laughs) can't tell you off the top of my head well it's a good thing we have tiny computers in our pockets yes and so you can still go see the theater Mm -hmm. the the place thrives on tourism the whole like town does um so they do tons of reenactments of big events like the gunfight they will reenact the whole thing that's sick they do shows like reenacting performances they do like duels in the street reenactments mm-hmm. they do all like the cannon fires and stuff um tons of people dressed in old woods fashion just as like performers yeah people in the shops are dr- dressed in like time clothes S- like really That's cool so stuff sick. it's like an amusement park there's no, no rides but you walk around and see preserved history yeah which is so cool they have like buggies and wagons going through the streets um I want to ride on a wagon. And there's, of course, tons of Western saloons to party it up in. Like, they they have a big saloon <laughs> business here. No bird women, though. I mean, there's performers, but I don't think you could get, like, prostitutes. You can't get you can horizontally get employed. Posters of the prostitutes, like, recreations of them. The ones that are hanging in the theater, you can get, like, a reprint of them. So... No horizontally employed anymore. (laughs) Where are the birds? Where are the birds? The theater offers self-guided tours during the day and ghost tours at night. (gasps) (laughs) Tell me about the ghosts. Um, We got to go into a little bit more. Oh, okay. We're very close to the ghosts. Uh, During operation, this place would get pretty rowdy, as I'm sure you've guessed by now. Uh, there are still roughly 140 bullet holes in the walls, and allegedly Bless. 26 people died by shooting, stabbing, suicide, and all sorts of stuff during this. It was a very short-lived theater, and it had all of this commotion. The so bullet holes in the wall is my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, a painted lady named Annie Ashley was interviewed and said, quote, earning money was exciting, to say the least. Every night there was feudists. Would, they would come to the theater. They would sometimes meet each other and shoot it out. (laughs) The boxes were built in a ring like a horseshoe, and one gang would sit on one side and the other on the opposite. (laughs) And So you're watching a show and you look up and there's a shootout above you. Yeah. That's so wow. (laughs) And then there's a woman on the ceiling with her feet clamped to the fucking banisters. Yeah. (laughs) Like pretending (laughs) to be a there was a drag show on the stage. (laughs) And a poker game in the basement. Yeah, and it would they would, like, one feud would start, it'd get quiet, people start drinking again, and another one would start. The gangs I fought here. Like, it was, the Earp brothers would fight the cowboys here. I But other that. gangs also would fight in this theater. So, lots of bullet holes. Um, one of the more gruesome murders involved two actresses, one from the birdcage and one from a ri- rival brothel from down the oh. road. The brothels had rivalries? Yeah. (laughs) Emily. They were competing. This is a TV show. (laughs) There are so many TV shows made about this town that, yes, 
this place has been on many TV shows. This is a TV show. <laughs> um, it was little Gertie, the gold dollar. She worked at the Crystal Palace. Oh, she sounds uppity. <laughs> and Margarita was the painted lady at and the birdcage. And that's cage. the one I'm rooting for. They were rivals. Her name is Margarita. Like <laughs> That was it. I could not find, like, a last name or anything. It was Margarita. Um, what was the other one's name? Little Gertie, the gold dollar. The gold dollar from the Crystal Palace. Margarita is gonna beat your ass <laughs> in the street. <laughs> Margarita has seen some shit. <laughs> Uh, Gold Dollar was supposedly had a regular um, who may have even been a lover. There were some rumors going around at the time, and people still suspect it. And his n- name was Billy Milgreen. Okay. He was a big gambler gambler who loved to go in on high stakes. So, like, had a lot of mining money. Mm-hmm. Kind of would go all in at this poker table. Played a lot uh, nice. around town and even in the basement of the birdcage. Um one night, Margarita was caught with Billy in the birdcage. She was aware of the rumor that little Gertie and Billy were a thing. And and she knew she could take her in a fight. So <laughs> she and wanted the bag. She didn't flinch. Um, and she wasn't afraid of the gold dollar because she was actually very little. She's a <laughs> petite girl. That is why she got the name Little Gertie. Um, so she thought she could take her gonna beat your ass (laughs) whether they were actually lovers or if she was just mad that a regular customer was leaving for the other brothel she gets very jealous uh so much so that one night she grabs margarita by the hair and stabs her with a stiletto oh my god (laughs) and after killing her she allegedly uses the stiletto to carve out margarita's heart okay i feel like i've placed my beds on the wrong prostitute (laughs) this oh and i thought it was like a stiletto high heel and some things did say that but it was a stiletto knife oh i was picturing a heel (laughs) i think some people have like misinterpreted it because some reports did say like carved out with a high heel but like they have the knife it's a stiletto knife it's a double-edged stiletto knife but people saw prostitute murder and stiletto, stiletto and assumed it, it was, was a high heel. heel. And that's how I found this. I saw someone murdered with high heel and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I pl- I'm so disappointed in Margarita. I thought she could take her. <laughs> she got her fucking heart carved out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gold Dollar, of course, flees the scene, but was later caught. The weapon was not found. And they said there was no evidence, despite eyewitnesses <laughs> so i saw it happen but uh, no i'm not gonna say shit she'll get me next no but like people said stuff and the cops were afraid so they were like yeah nothing happened <laughs> no nah, we um, don't fuck with little girls. so nothing happened from it but they're like there are report like this happened we know she was stabbed we don't know if her heart was carved out but wow <laughs> um Yeah, people claim to see Margarita as a ghost now. That's one of our first ghost stories. Um, Good, I need to have a conversation with her. There's a ton of You reports. let the little one get a jump on you? <laughs> no, we gotta talk about that. A man named Nova Flurry wrote, quote, I saw an apparition of a, one, of a young woman who opened the curtain. She was between the ages of 18 and 20. She was leaning on the banister, and when she looked at out at the place, she seemed to... S- to see that the place was unoccupied and there was no one in the alcoves. There's like misspellings in this also, but it was a direct quote. Um, she was only wearing a bloomer, so she stood out. So she had no clothes on. She was titties out. 
just open the curtain to check if there was any men and then leaves and that's what he sees and other people have seen a naked ghost just walking around so a lot of people think that's margarita um that's fun love it they do find the stiletto a century later behind the building kind of like buried and it is on display in the theater you can go see the knife nice um Another ghost that's often... I did not mean to poke you. That's okay. You punched <laughs> me, but it's fine. Another ghost that's often seen is the lady in white. She's, Another lady in white. Yeah. She's very well-dressed, which is interesting for the building, mm-hmm. and seems more proper than the bar's regular patrons. One worker said that she would walk down the stairs into the poker room. Yeah. Specifically, one worker said he was alone down there, just kind of like checking on things after the day, and she walks down the stairs... And is, like, walking around the room and, like, pays no attention to him. And, like, he tries to call out, Mm -hmm. thinking it might be, like, an actress. Because they have people dressed up in, from the time period. So, but she will pay no attention to him. Like, doesn't even seem to hear him talking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she would just walk up the stairs and be gone. Wow. Um, She's dressed in a very nice white dress and a white bonnet. Okay. Um, And she just shows up. Uh, if you remember earlier, I said when the theater first opened, it was it had a little bit less risque atmosphere, mm-hmm. and they had a ladies' night that was quickly dropped in favor of the more rowdy scene. <laughs> so some believe she is a ghost looking for the original theater, like looking mm. for ladies' night, looking for the proper ladies' night. Uh-huh. Um, just a fun theory. That's cute. Um, in the 1980s, a seance was performed in the building by a, a pretty praised medium. I couldn't find a name, but I kept saying, like, they had a reputation. But I couldn't Not find a name. a reputation good enough for your name. Yeah, so who knows if they were a praised medium. It was a medium. Um, a man named William Hunley owned the theater at this time. Okay. And during the seance, he was strangled by the possessed medium. Like... Kind of like how you were talking about earlier. It was a medium that let the spirits use them mm-hmm. to speak. And she goes feral and strangles him. Um, and he had bruises on his neck for a month and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, that was Gertie. <laughs> fighting for her life. Margarita coming out swinging. Margarita, like, I'm not losing this time, bitch. <laughs> Margarita topless strangling men. <laughs> Uh, there's a very famous poker chip that keeps disappearing and reappearing. They even at one point put it in a safe trying to get it appraised. They like find it one time Mm -hmm. when it appears and they're like, we're not letting you get away this time. Put it in a safe and call someone to come appraise it and like see if it's from the time period and just kind of get information on it. And they open the case. And it's gone. And it's gone. And they're no! like, don't call us for BS. And, and he was like, but it was here. And what, then it reappears after the people leave. What's special about that chip? I mean, it could have been touched by some very well, famous yeah, I people. Guess, but like, that, there's only one? Yeah. Weird. Uh, someone haunted the chip. No, I was going to say, I wonder if it's like a different color or something. Um... You can sometimes smell smoke, hear laughing, or even hear, like, large commotions from inside the theater after it's closed, like, walking by. You'll hear, like, partying going on on the inside, a very rowdy crowd. Um, It's the ghost. One of the actors from the the birdcage actually haunts, like, the whole area and not just the theater. Okay. She had poisoned herself with (gasps) arsenic in August 1888. Her boyfriend, who also worked at the theater, said that 
it was just after a show one night. She was kind of upset, maybe like upset with the line of work. Uh, like there were a lot of prostitutes in the area, but it was still like people would harass them for their line of work. Not cool. And it, no, it, yeah, they had licenses, bro. Yeah, it was a business. Um, her name is Margarita. Um, the theater was closed the whole day after she died, except for the poker game. But they closed their doors to like any shows or anything. Mm-hmm. But you could still come in and get a drink. But they, in honor of her, did no shows for the full twenty four hours. That's sad, um, but like nice, I guess. Yeah, I like pay respects. No, yeah, but like it sucks that she arsenic. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was like it wasn't a specific event or anything, but the boyfriend said like had been upset before yeah. about like that line of work and the crowd they were in. Um. And she's been seen around town, like, near one of the homes. That is probably her home. And uh, in the theater, just walking around. Um, always very sad, of course, but... Naturally. Um, I couldn't find too many, like, report reports about, like, what she was wearing or mm-hmm. anything. Like, Margarita's topless. And <laughs> like, the lady in white is topless. <laughs> and the lady in white is in white. I didn't... There's no description of what her ghost or spirit looks like. It's just usually that it it's a sad lady so people think it's her um another ghost (laughs) this one's creepy is a woman on the ceiling nope one of the human flies like i told you about she tragically fell from the ceiling no after the shoes malfunction no and died uh like upon hitting the floor no she didn't and now when you look up sometimes there's just a lady standing on the ceiling no in a fly costume you're lying Imagine looking up and seeing a giant fucking fly just upside down on the ceiling. No, thank you. (laughs) Imagine going for a ghost tour, though, and you look up and there's a woman on the ceiling. I would leave so fast. Emily, no. (laughs) That sounds traumatic. (laughs) No, that's terrifying. People hear dice rolling from, like, on the poker table, which is really cool. Music playing, bottles moving and clanking together, and a bunch of ambient bar noises have been reported. So you'll be, like, upstairs in one of the boxes and hear someone working at the bar and, like, peer over and no one's there. Um, Hear commotion from downstairs at the poker table, and then you go down and no one's playing poker. I love that. Um, Which is just really cool. People have also seen men in cowboy hats wandering around the building. I could find not a single named man that haunts this building. It's, it's just, just every cowboy. Generic cowboy man's walking in the hallway looking for bird woman. Um, She's on the ceiling, dog. <laughs> people have also claimed to be touched here or pushed by unseen forces. <laughs> um, I can, like, no specific staircase. Like, some places no, will have, yeah, but... they always try to push you down this staircase. Um, but Push I did me. find that sometimes when you are touched, it's in very promiscuous ways. They'll like grab your butt. And nice. <laughs> um, so very rowdy ghost still. They're um, flirting. There was a few stories of an unnamed man in a visor who would pace across the stage. I cannot find like a story. It sounds like a director. That would explain it. But it sounds like someone directing a show or yeah. like directing something else happening at the bar. But I could not find a name for him either, but that is the Birdcage Theater. That was fun. I really liked researching that one. No, that one was so fun. Uh, the town is, you can just go. I don't know about like places to stay, but I know it's $12 to like go all day to the theater. You pay $12 and you can explore it as long as you want. Um, We're going. <laughs> um, 
I don't, the ghost store has different pricing. You did have to call for pricing though. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's like COVID regulations on it right now or anything because that wasn't posted on the website. That sounds like a summer road trip. But it is still open for, oh, I'd love to, I've wanted to go to Tombstone forever. That sounds like a summer road trip. The, The place is just really cool as well. Like you can go to the OK Corral. A lot of the places, just like this one, still have bullet holes in the wall. I love You that. can still see, like, some of the damage from the fires. You can still get tours, like, going into some of the mines. Not deep, of course, and some no, of them yeah. are also flooded. So Some of them are also flooded. Um, It is on the list of weird, oh. weirdly named places. <laughs> but look, look at all these cowboy movies. This one is called Tombstone. Um, Very famous cowboy place. They just do reenactments here all of the time. You can get photos. People cosplay here, of course. People Love go that. dressed up. You can ride on carriages. The like part of the historic part of the town that's kept the same. You don't do cars in. Um The Corral has the the sign of the Corral actually did get burned down, but they have it recreated. That is the theater. Um you can see it's really like goes far back. Mm-hmm. Um the theater did change hands a couple of times, but for the for the most part, it was called the Birdcage Theater the entire time it was open. Um, and then it, it did not mess with the poker game being played. And they did not mess. sacrifice that. Um, that's the original poker table left exactly the way it is. You can't, there's a rope. You can't go over by the table. Um, people throw pennies. Um, but that is where the longest poker game in Ever. history was played. Um, they have the circus posters. There's the vintage bordello, like the topless lady posters you can get that they're on the wall, but they have done like reprints of them. I will be purchasing one. <laughs> yeah, they're very fun. Uh, this is Fatima nice. on the wall. The bar is actually on the opposite wall with a mirror behind it. So people have gotten really cool pictures of her, like the picture in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun those are the boxes the bird cages the the circus posters are here lining this thing mm-hmm. and they're like gold gilded so that's why they look like the bird cages and you'd close the curtains and have your prostitute horizontally show. employed <laughs> um very they have a lot of like a lot of the things are saying it's not just restored. It is preserved artifacts. There's a hearse kept in this building now. Um, I think it was just put in here for storage reasons, but it's mm-hmm. from the time. Hasn't been touched since. There's a coffin in the hearse that, again, is like from the time was made by people living in this boom town. Um, and a, the fucking coffin. <laughs> look how cool it looks. No, it looks um, insane, huh? Do yourself a favor and look up pictures. Emily will put them in the Google Drive just yeah, there's three the months after this airs. The coffin's inside. What? Or no, it's down here now. It was used in a movie. Um, And that's just one of the buildings in this huge boom town. A lot of them are like just museums you can go explore. Mm-hmm. Highly, like some of the saloons are untouched. <laughs> are not untouched. They're used yeah. as saloons now, but they're the same building That's that crazy. it was um so all of it's super haunted like the whole town I'm i would sh- assume but this one was really fun to talk about no yeah that's sick. i wanted to do its own episode you could do a billion other buildings in this town alone could each have their own episode you should um 
Yeah, I'll just keep bringing cowboy history yeah. back into it. Sprinkle it in eventually. We'll, we'll get a map of the town and write, like, the episode numbers when you cover a building. Like I said, this town is the inspiration for a lot of cowboy movies. Mm-hmm. Also, this, like, rowdy bar scene yeah. from the birdcage inspires a lot of the ones you see on TV. That's crazy. But also like Wyatt Earp I've said about a thousand times yeah but he's the most famous of the Earp brothers he has so many tv shows just about him and then there's shows about tombstone itself and like in these shows they go to the bird cage and that's stuff right so like this is a very well spread out name that's and crazy place, but super haunted go. also I want to go <laughs> let's go I want to summer road trip it's in Arizona yeah, we'll pass through Texas. We'll pick up Adam. <laughs> and then Who's we'll in the top of Texas, so you gotta make a triangle. And we'll stop at IKEA. Fun museums we'll hit along the way. There is a very cool museum in by where he lives that I wanna go to. There's a shit ton. We did a museum of illusion last time we were there. Ooh. Which was super cool. You just vibe. This was a very fun episode. No, yeah. <laughs> the weird history was very good the witch to prevent leaking d-day and then the horizontally (laughs) employed those are the highlights and a topless ghost i cannot believe margarita let that bitch get the jump on her she just grabs her by the hair and stabs her and carves out her heart and isn't tarsed with anything she was also short (laughs) and pretentious margarita what are you doing like you really you really let her sneak up on you dude she underestimated her you could have done better margarita i'm disappointed i want to meet her i want to know what what went wrong i want i want to i would like to see her i would like to speak to margarita tits out and everything (laughs) we'll bring a ouija board (laughs) yeah we'll do the the estes method there was also like a report of someone thinking they knew the name of the woman in white but it was all very like circumstantial evidence Mm -hmm. and none of it being found in the birdcage there was just a lady that, like, was in a newspaper clipping that was just so happened to be in white that day. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't even about her dying or anything. It was just she was in the newspaper one time. So, <laughs> it was Michelle. But <laughs> there wasn't really much substance to it. But it's fun. Michelle. Michelle. You are a monster from hell. Wow, this place looks insane. Yeah, it doesn't look big from the outside. It's it's pretty big. Like, look how far back it goes. Yeah. I just, like, look looking at the town, too. The silver nugget. Bed and breakfast. Let's go stay at a bed and breakfast in a ghost town. And only dress. There's the bar. That's the original bar shipped from Philadelphia. Around. With the mirror, you can see Fatima in the background. That's spooky. Um... There is a little gift shop also. <laughs> I'll buy the whole gift shop. I want to go and only dress like I'm from the Old West. I want to go and dress like a pirate. And when someone tells me it's wrong, I'm going to say it's right for the time. Yeah. Pirate. Oh, no, there was a fire. That picture you were just on? A pirate. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I love all the reenactments. There's all sorts of stuff they do. 
little shows and like people dance in the streets. <laughs> a pirate, a samurai, and a cowboy all walk into the bar. They're the same person. Old time photos. What a place to put an old time photo thing. Wow. No, yeah, we have to go. Very exciting. Probably a great place to find ghosts. Yeah. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just enforce the rules that I make. <laughs> wow. Wow. This was a fun episode. Yeah, no, I I had a great time. This was just like wacky stories too. No, yeah. Like it there was people who walked on the ceiling. She fell. Yeah, tragically one of them died and now will walk on the ceiling still. If I ever saw a fucking woman on the ceiling in a fly costume. No, I'd lose it. Wow. Well, Emily will put these pictures in our Discord. Yeah, they're very fun. Or in our Google Drive. Probably months after this episode airs. I know, I gotta catch up. I also have to catch up. I don't think I've put any in since Bloody Mary. So I'm also behind. Yeah. Just less behind than you. You can also, we won't feel hurt if you Google the pictures before we put oh, them no, in. Oh, no, that. We, we just talk put about the, it in the Discord. We just put the ones we specifically talk about. Yeah. Like, if you can't find a picture that we're referencing, that's the ones we put in Google. The Google Drive. We should so. start putting them in a Discord thread to talk about them when the episodes air. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. So, like, they'll be in the Google Drive, yes. So that you can access them if you listen way past the air date. But on air date, we can have a chit chat. That'd be fun. We were talking about FNAF earlier. We were talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, yes. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) This one wasn't overly long, too. They were both, like, nice size story. We're just at the two hours and ten minute mark. Yeah. And some of that is us eating that we have to cut out. (laughs) I'm crashing. Yeah, it is later in the day. What time is it? It is 7 o'clock. Michelle. I have to drive two hours tonight. Are you going to eat with your parents? I don't think. That sucks. Because we woke up way later than I thought. But I'm sure we'll be back Just go for soon. dinner. Yeah, I'll, I'll call them and see. I just forgot to say... Because very busy week getting school situated. Yeah. So I forgot to ask. Just text them. Yeah, I'm sure. Be like, hey, I'm in redacted. <laughs> you want to get dinner before I go back to redacted? And they'll say, yeah. Nice. Let me buy you hibachi at redacted. Get your bag, sis. And by bag, I mean steak. <laughs> steak. Steak hibachi. I will. We should end this episode. <laughs> it was a long one. Not Y'all, too long. Join the Discord. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Come talk about weird history with us. Join the Discord. Tell us your thoughts on the the more historically centered others. Did we like the fake medium today? Or do you want us to stick to, like, creepypastas and conspiracies? How do you feel about that category overall? Yeah, please, any feedback ever. What's your favorite category for each of us? Like, do you prefer Emily's true crimes? 
Do you prefer Max ghost stories? Do you prefer neither others? <laughs> like, how do you feel? Share. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and all that. Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> all of our stuff will be in Google Drive. You can access our Google Drive through the link in our Instagram bio or in our Discord server, which is full of so many other things. Join the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking in there almost every day still. And there uh we're starting to get some of the other channels situated because when we started it, we kind of put everything on there. We just made shit up. And we were still figuring out how to do some of the stuff we wanted to do, but it's it's slowly getting there now. So we are a lot of fun stuff's happening. Um Maybe. Maybe. We did like a, a year plan. Too. Yeah. So if we can stick to that tons of fun stuff happening we made goals for the podcast and you just won't know until we complete them so so you can't like bully us for not hitting them but we'll tell you today we completed one of our new year's resolutions um and you'll probably get those updates faster on instagram and stuff because yeah these are pre-recorded so when we actually complete them and talk about them might be a month before it actually airs so you'll get the info late if you only follow us here so but. get on that brother what are you <laughs> doing how else are you gonna hear about margarita the i don't topless ghost we have to talk about her all the time topless she's topless she let herself get stabbed i <laughs> i'm disappointed in her i know you kept saying i was rooting for her and i, I was trying so hard not to give it away that she got brutally <laughs> stabbed. she was brutally murdered by an uppity little bitch. <laughs> oh my god. We have to go. <laughs> good night. Good morning. Have fun at work. Enjoy your life. Uh, Message us. Read about cowboy history. Yes. Emily's uh, quite a fan. Talk about it in the Discord. Yes. I will tell you all about the fossil wars and the cowboys. Do y'all want to hear about that as an other episode? <laughs> there's no Please. ghost involved. I mean, no. there's dead dinosaurs, but... Our other episode is... Our other category is gonna go left field. I can feel it. It already has. It or it's. Gone. I talked about a man in a ghost sheet. We've lost control of it like a long time ago. <laughs> At that point, it's just like, what do we want to talk about today? Yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> it's the comic relief. It literally is. But we're approaching episode 40 and then yeah like really fast and then 50 like we're getting there which is crazy because this podcast started yesterday yeah it went very fast (laughs) literally somehow the numbers just kept going up yeah we kept recording episodes genuinely surprised (laughs) i thought we recorded i was surprised that we recorded the first episode yeah, we, like, sat down and were like, so I guess we are doing this, huh? Well, <laughs> and it's going somewhere. We have goals now. <laughs> we wrote them down on a piece of paper. Accountability. To ourselves. We will And not- each other. <laughs> yeah. But not to the public. Not, never <laughs> to the public. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning. See ya. Good afternoon. Bye. Welcome and bienvenue. Bye.